0: We are Science Fiction Revenant, a podcast for sci-fi lovers spanning across books, movies, TV shows,
1: and games. This is Season 1, Episode 48, Movie at Astra for May 29th, 2021.
0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Science Fiction Revenant. Thank you so much for coming back.
1: This means a lot to us. We hope that you find this episode as exciting to listen to as it was for us to create for you.
0: If you like this show and know someone who might like this podcast, please share it. It would help us greatly in growing this channel.
1: You can also follow us on Twitter at SciFiRemnant and share any comments you have about this podcast
2: with your friends and family.
0: But before we continue with the show, here are our sponsors and collaborators.
2: This podcast is a proud member of the Let's Chat Club. Find out how you can become a member by going to the website Let's Chat Podcast Hello, potential listeners. My name is The Vern, and I'm the host of the Cinema Recall podcast. On most shows myself, along with some great guests, we will talk about a movie, and then some of the most iconic moments that happened in said movie. On top of that, you'll get bonus shows where I will give you short reviews about new and classic movies, or I'll just rant and rave about something going on in the entertainment industry. So come check us out. We're available on Anchor. Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, most other places. Don't forget to follow us on social media. On Twitter, we are at Cinema underscore Recall. And then on Facebook, Instagram, we are Cinema Recall Podcast. Uh, don't forget to email us your ad spots to play on future episodes. That email is cinema Recall at gmail.com. Hope to see you around, and thank you very much for listening.
1: all right so welcome everybody to the show live tonight with a very special person the person that is responsible for our success of music mr <laughs> atlas miguel
3: what's up guys hey how's it going i haven't seen you
0: guys in a while
1: yeah it's you been, haven't like, seen me in a while <laughs> i've
0: been trying to do this for such a long time um for, for all of you who don't know um, if you have heard our um ads I don't have that music on in our episodes yet because I'm planning for like season two. But uh, he's the creator of that music um, that we have for the for the show. And in case you have that, uh, if if you haven't heard it yet, this is what it sounds like. So that's in our. Oh, I
1: was gonna (laughs) 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 start (laughs) with. I was
3: waiting for the keyboards. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, what are we doing tonight? I mean, this is our anniversary episode.
1: Yep. And I actually gave him the pick. He picked a very good movie, actually.
0: Yeah, we wanted to do um, this episode with Miguel. Um, this is our one year anniversary for the podcast. And we wanted to bring it up. So, you know, like I always ask, you know, what is your favorite movie? And you picked?
1: At Ostra or but,
3: Ad Astra. I don't know. Some people name it Ad Astra. I don't know why.
1: Ad Astra. Just yeah. to piss them off.
3: It's just, okay, Ad Astra. It's Ad Astra. <laughs>
0: so, yeah, I saw uh, this movie, uh, believe it or not, last night. Um, it's in my list of movies okay. to watch since 2019. Um, the movie was released on September 20, uh, 2019. And...
1: Well, what was the budget for the movie
0: well it, you know that the the movie it was very close though um it cost a hundred million dollars to make ouch um but it it only made 135.4
1: that's a break even
0: it, it yeah it, it it made 34 well it has bit
1: on it was that a pro bono job for him
0: uh, you know, it makes you wonder, it's, it makes you wonder if the 100 million was because, you know, they hired him.
1: Oh, well, okay. He went <laughs> Probably, up. Probably, yeah. The, but he wound up on the budget. He doesn't get money from the profits. I don't know. We'll have to ask them. I'll talk to him later.
0: <laughs> so in this movie, we are, um, the, the astronaut, this is um, Roy McBride. He gets tasked with a mission um, to go across the entire solar system. (laughs) If you think about it, it's like, whoa. Um, Where he needs to discover, in part, what happened to his dad. Um, Apparently, there was a mission that his dad was doing that is causing chaos, not only in Mars, but also on Earth.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Was it like a radiation wave?
0: Something kind of like that. It was causing blackouts on Earth. It was causing havoc on Mars. And they were expecting that it was going to be doomed.
1: Yeah, there was going to be like a big flare that was going to just screw everything up.
0: And everybody would die. And so they needed to do something or, or die trying. And apparently they had a... I don't know if they have... An idea that there was something to do with the mission that his dad did. Okay. It was... I don't know. I mean, if this is your favorite movie.
1: No, we did that, have his favorite My favorite movie that I haven't watched over a year. Um, <laughs> but we did it already.
0: It, 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 it does have an impression.
1: So we could call it the second favorite movie?
0: And
3: you, you could call it my second favorite movie, yeah.
0: So this movie... It, it One thing that I have to give to this movie is they made things look real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you look at this movie, it, it, you're almost, you, you feel like you're looking at us in the near future. You know, granted, things like, you know, the, the colony of Mars, you know, it seems for us... Could be like what would you say, like a hundred years into the into our future?
3: Yeah, that's about what Elon Musk predicted.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I mean, he says that we're gonna be in Mars fully colonized by 2050.
0: Exactly. So my point is this: I mean, some of the movies that we watched in the 80s and 90s predicted that we'll have like flying cars by 2025,
1: right? so i don't want to imagine what a traffic accident <laughs> <flying cars is. laughs> you need some
3: good insurance
0: but <laughs> but the thing is it, that's my point you know um, most of sci-fi um properties out there and that's the whole point of sci-fi properties they make it they they, they make it f- so fantastic you know for the story because that's what sci-fi is all about and this one although is still fantastic because you know just the fact that they have the colony in there fully fledged you know and for us it's like 100 years but when you look at it it looks like how would imagine that that would look like now if we, mm-hmm. if we have the capability of doing that so they they took real live ideas
1: that are on the works
0: there are own, and most of the stuff is stuff that we're working towards right now to achieve, and and they they put it in a way that is because I mean very easy in a sci-fi movie you can make it look this fantastic. I mean we have so many mm-hmm. properties out there that already do this, and it's kind of refreshing to see a
3: movie where y- 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 you feel you feel at confused. home.
1: If it gets you confused about reality. <laughs> like, that oh, that's it, another topic. Yeah.
3: It, it's very it's a very grounded movie. If nothing is over the top. Yeah. Everything is where it's supposed to be. Like you can, like you said, you can envision that that's where we're going to be in a few years. Yeah. It's not something that's like, like star Wars. That's over the top, which st- love star Wars, but it is over yeah. the top. You know, it, it's a good grounded movie. And,
0: and you know, it's, it's like I said, I mean, it's sci-fi is supposed to be over the top, but it was kind of nice to find something like this. It's, is very refreshing. Mm-hmm. It's unique to do.
1: Yeah. It's, it's just like you said, it's, you're looking onto the future.
0: What? Um, when did you see the, the movie?
1: The movie? I watched it with you the first time, actually. The first? What? Yeah, because I had not watched it before. Uh, I, I remember the other person that mentioned it before you was my friend Jose. Mm-hmm. We did uh, Blade Runner with him. Mm-hmm. And he mentioned A.D. Astra. And then I told you I never watch it, so we watch it after.
0: What, uh, I usually like to ask this question. I, I probably, I'm going to ask Miguel um, first and um what out of the movie if and i know you you've seen it you know it hasn't been a while but the the question is still applies even long after you've seen this movie there has to be either a scene or a concept from a movie that just grabbed you in mm-hmm. a way dead five six ten years go about you know down the line and you still remember that one thing about this movie can you tell me if you remember what that one thing is
3: well to be honest uh like i like certain details i don't really remember like the whole mm-hmm. solar flare thing that I, mm-hmm. I didn't really pay attention to it like even though the movie is a sci-fi movie mm-hmm. and the whole space thing was cool mm-hmm. my focus watching the movie wasn't that it was a sci-fi movie it was more of his psychological analysis throughout the movie so what I remember the most when I watched it was him sitting down analyzing himself psychologically.
1: So I think that's what caught you.
3: That's what caught me. Yeah. yeah. That that's really what 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 grasped me about the movie. It's like wow, oh, this guy's sitting down. He's it's- he's mentally like
1: done. Like he's gone. Oh
3: yeah. <laughs> you know it's like how is he like that? that but that's really what grabbed me because you know for the last few years I've been on like this whole like self um,
1: Actualization?
3: Yeah, self Actually, like, you know, restructuring myself and thinking about things in a different way and going outside of my own box. So when I watched that movie a year ago, it was like, it just, that's what grabbed me from the movie.
1: The funny thing is that that's actually the part that grabbed me too.
0: Yeah, and and it's it's very unique how they do that. I mean, we kind of talked about um, the psyche in a character before in our episode for Benin. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And yeah, it's crazy but this one over here really take that over the top. Yeah. Um, And and it's it's kind of crazy how and I guess I understand a little how that is an important part especially on the career for this astronaut and this particular world where you know you need to be sane. You need to be out there to be able to you know to do the tasks that you gotta do. Not only that, but I mean, we talked about how on a space missions, for example, being able to um, cope with loneliness, Yeah. you know, and, and be coping with a lot of things. Like, for example, things that we normally take for granted, like open up your windows and look at the sun, Um hmm. going to the beach and walk in the sand,
1: smell of the rain, feeling the grass.
0: Yeah, those things we take for granted. When you're inside a spaceship, you know, and, and that's, I mean, that's the, we, we're we not even talking about the people that are actually in the colony of Mars. Mm-mm. They can't ever see an ocean. Well, they, can't they,
1: ha- they have the sun at least, right? And go to a pool. Well, but well, the
0: sun is very dim. So it's not even the same thing. In Mars? Yeah.
1: The sun is dim?
0: Well, it's not that dim, but in, compares, in comparison to what we get on the oh, Earth. Oh, yeah. So it's definitely not the same thing.
1: I think. I think if I'm not mistaken, the hottest temperature in Mars is m- minus
0: sixty-five. Yeah, Fahrenheit. So you know a, 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 a nice cool breeze here in Florida, equivalents to the hottest <laughs> time on nice
1: cool breeze in Florida minus sixty-five. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm
0: <laughs> saying sixty, about sixty-five uh, Fahrenheit is the hottest, right?
1: No, minus 60, 65. That's below zero. Really? Yes. Well (laughs) the coldest place. The coldest place on earth, which is called if I'm not mistaken, I actually researched this because I was like, what? Okay, do we have a temperature like that here? It's called Yakust. It's in Siberia. Mm -hmm. And that's the coldest it's ever been in there. It's minus sixty five. Then you got the Arctic the the Arctic Circle. Isn't it like a
3: like a small village like within a valley?
1: Yeah, but like it's snowing heavy and it's cold all the year, like the hottest thing that they see is like zero or like five Jesus seconds. Christ, <laughs> when is the hottest? Like, no, I, <laughs> that's why Elon Musk
0: wanted to nuke
3: Mars. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Man, you're losing the
3: opportunities. Oh, yeah. You oh. <laughs> gotta <laughs> get the soundboard going. <laughs> no, but, but like what you were saying, like, yeah, people, I mean, these guys are astronauts. They're stuck in a spaceship for long periods of time. Now, mm. That's that's a spaceship. That's that's a worst case scenario. That's close to being in a prison. Yes. So imagine people last year that were going through the whole bug virus. Yeah. That were, we yeah. were stuck in our houses and people were going insane. Yeah. And stuck, we still have windows and sunlight. They're stuck in a capsule. Yeah. We're Actually,
0: stuck. It's kind of crazy. But you have a point there. The only reason I think why you we, we kind of kept some some sort of mental healthness. Some sort, because yeah. you know, we still have <laughs> a, a big increase of people, you know, looking mm-hmm. into mental health nowadays. Is the fact that we could, in fact, open a window and look at the sun? Oh, we can, you know, imagine those poor people in a spaceship that you open them, yeah, you see the sun as a star,
1: like <laughs> in, a little dot
0: in the blackness. And now just look, just think about what causes to the human brain mentally by opening or not opening but looking out the window and look at the vastness of space
1: oh it makes you feel afraid probably i mean
0: not even that even if you're on the on the um on orbit um and and you're looking at down on earth okay just looking at that blue planet in the middle of nothing
1: no, I mean, you're looking at it from above. It just, when you're like, I would, I would say my, like, when I see things like that, not that I've been in space, <laughs> but when, when you, when, Club you, when space? you see. Eh? Club, Club space in Miami space? Beach. Oh, yeah. That's a different space. There's not much space, actually, yeah, there in that place. <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is I probably, you'd think about how small we are, really.
0: Yeah, and then, and not only that, but like, if you look at the edge, and and you look at the
1: how it glows the
0: the atmosphere. I actually I can't remember which astronaut I can coin saying, it looks like a thin piece of paper covering Earth. Yeah, and and just by looking at that, it tells you how fragile we are, and it it tells you something that it kind of hit home. It's like we are in a living spaceship. Yeah, traveling true. through space mm-hmm so i mean it, because
1: even our galaxy is orbiting around a quasar if i'm not mistaken <laughs>
0: so i mean just having that into perspective wanted to say that to, to have it in perspective um once you're we're inside this spaceship and you know that's why disney calls it spaceship earth that's perfect name for it but once we're inside of it and you look around and in proportion to us, everything is so big, so we don't feel that we're traveling this, you know, tremendous speed through space. You know, in all, a
1: very tight space.
0: Exactly because of you know, b- but we see the the ocean, we see everything, and we grow up that way. It seems normal. So when you take us out of that equation, into a one-bedroom apartment,
1: <laughs> a long one-bedroom apartment, long one-bedroom. <laughs> New York It,
0: it it's <laughs> it's it has to be horrible on the psyche.
1: Yeah. And I mean imagine their sexual urges. How did they resolve that there?
4: <laughs> <laughs> it, it
0: you know they never they never talk about that.
1: No.
3: Yeah, I've never heard an astronaut talk about that.
0: And 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 I and I believe when they say they they probably have not experimented. You know, whatever. There's a lot more important things and and I I give it to them
1: for humanity. But
0: <laughs> but the thing is <laughs> this is a a very real part of what it is to be human. Yeah. And, and this is why
1: it's part of socializing in a way if you think about it.
0: You know, we are a, a a this we are this type of animal that that requires companionship.
1: Mm-hmm. So mating, mating, if you call it like you'll see any other uh, documentary out there, we're just an animal that mates like other animals. Different animals mate in different ways, like condors mate like we would like to mate, or like the, the idealistic, which is monogamous. Yeah. We have different types of mating, uh, this uh, behaviors really but it's mating if you look at it from the biological perspective.
0: So, you know, it, it's, it, it makes me wonder when are they going to, you know, again, I, I get it. You know, there's a lot more important things that we got to, you know, figure out for space travel. But, uh, you know, I always wonder when are they going to start that research? When are they going to, because it is important. For the human psyche, for us, I mean, granted, we we have that that animalistic urge to, you know, Rawr. leave a mark, <laughs> leave, leave a mark on humanity. You mm-hmm. know, leave our, you know. Um, so yeah, that that that's fine and dandy, but that's also part of our our, our psychology. Mm-hmm. Um. So and, and then. It it kind of bothers me that it has this stigma, where, y- you know, just talking about it, you're like, oh, this is taboo. We, you know, we, you see what I mean? Yeah. So it, it's an important part, and it, it needs to be researched. And I'm I'm wondering when, because I I can tell you anything. A lot of really cool discoveries might be, um, you know, unveiled after they do that when it comes to that in space travel. When yeah. it comes to that and, you know, space in total, because things are completely different when it comes to space. When you add the space, everything changes because of the lack mm-hmm. of gravity, because of the lack of pressure, mm-hmm. because of lack of everything. Mm-hmm. So I always wonder about that. And when I was watching this movie, too, I mean, it, it looks like this movie is, would you say, 100 years into our future? or maybe a I little would say more? less.
1: Cause think about it it's the the, the speed at which we and you correct me if i wrong what you think mm-hmm. the speed of what we are growing and advancing on te- technology is exponential oh, so yeah. it becomes faster and faster like what we didn't do in the last 200 years we're doing it now in 50 10 mm-hmm. 20 mm-hmm. less and less
3: yeah, yeah it's a uh, it's it's like when people say about compound interest it's like compound technology. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. It's, you know, like I mean we it brought is. up Elon Musk before we started the podcast, but it's pretty much what he's doing. He's privatizing it so it makes it easier to do that.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm he's got
3: rockets that launch and land on their on the, you know, on <laughs> their on their own now. It's he's like He's putting chips true. in people's heads. Yeah, he's putting chips in people's heads. You know, it's like uh, he's probably an alien. But
1: we're, <laughs> when I I <laughs> oh. <laughs> say I'm a mess with this thing. <laughs>
3: <laughs> LA let this guy build holes under the streets. Like yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we don't know what the future holds for us with Elon Musk. <laughs>
3: Jesus, uh, I think you're out of control.
1: <laughs> hey, you put me in command with this you thing, you and I am, him,
3: you gave him the control,
1: and I was I, not even touching it before <laughs> I
3: gave him the power. <laughs>
0: Whoa, so yeah, this movie, and, and to go back, uh, going back to the movie, and, and what we started talking about, how, you know, when we were talking about how important it is for, for humans to open up a window and look at the sun. And, it, it, that's why it was so important for him to have those, and I don't know how frequent they were, psych checks.
1: You do call them side checks? I think that they also, I think in the movie it was
3: once a
0: week. Once a week? Once yeah. a
1: week. Wow. It, it, that's it was,
0: it was a little freaky.
1: That's rough, buddy.
0: It you know it is it it speaks to how he acts.
1: He's instrumental
0: because he's able to act in a way that you feel what is actually going on, although he's acting uh, like although mis- he's misdire- acting composed misdirection. He's acting very composed. But
1: he's a wreckage inside. Yeah.
0: And, yeah. and that's that was amazing because you see this and, and and all of you who have I don't know if you've seen the movie, if you haven't seen the movie, um, reach out to us on discord and, and let me know what you think. But it, it's it was very freaky. You look at this guy and
3: he's acting very composed, almost robotic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very like stoic, like he doesn't he, he looks like he doesn't care about anything. I, I, the one name that came to
0: mind was Data lack of emotion
1: lack of emotion Star Trek but that's the thing like his body language gives him away but Data that doesn't exist this guy is freaking dead inside you know Uh, so that's the difference like you can see that I I think it relates a lot to something that is in big debate in psychology they call it emotional intelligence Mm -hmm. Uh, and when he has to go and like listen to plans and Trees in that room that was weird as hell. Anybody yeah. will go nuts on that thing.
3: Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that the whoever he was doing the psychological evaluation with was it? It was a robot talking to him, right? He sounded
1: like one. It sounded, it sounded like a robot. Like,
0: yeah, I, it, they never really. I never got to see, you know what? Where that? I'm assuming it was a robot. Um, I think it might have been an AI.
3: Yeah, like an AI kind of voice, right? Mm-hmm. So you're doing a psychological evaluation to a robot. Yeah, it's not even another person. Yeah. So how how is this guy supposed to act? <laughs> and,
0: and you know what? It was kind of freaky because towards the end of the movie, when he's doing that that let me call it final side check, um, mm-hmm. you could tell he was completely a wreck. But when he and I saw, I I thought, okay, he's gonna fail this thing. And he started talking and I was like, oh crap, he's composed. It's like really, but little, you know, surprise, surprise. Um, the AI told him, you know, you failed. And I was like, holy crap, he can tell?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, I can tell because I'm looking.
1: Yeah. You but, know. But the AI probably is observing him too, because we're in a future where, I mean, we already have technology that can uh, do face recognition and we have technologies that can spot a person on site
0: yeah, yeah.
1: so this ai probably is able to read him through body language and mm-hmm. audio communication
3: yeah, yeah you also got to think if it's like a hundred years into the future
1: then the ai systems are It's, even, it's yeah. even measuring his hormone levels yeah
3: he's he's
0: he's uh his heart rate also he has to put this little thing on here which I think this is where they get their biometrics. Mm-hmm. like you know, all the the, the chemical chemist you know the, the chemical makeup and heart rate, heartbeat, stuff you know. I don't know. it was just kind of freaky because you look at this guy. I mean, you know he's a mess because you just looked at him a couple of minutes prior to this thing. Mm-hmm. And then he gets into that let's call it booth. And he's very composed, You're like, holy crap, this guy is mentally unstable. He was just a mess just a few minutes ago. And now he's like completely composed. It's mm-hmm. almost like
3: he's between like being psychopathic. That's yeah, what like, I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. Well, he did say in one of these scenes. I thought that too.
0: That he learned right. how to com- compartmentalize. So it's almost as if he's taking emotions and put them in boxes. Yeah. And opening up when he needs to. Mm-hmm but you know that can't work forever and he's apparent from the like towards the end of this movie as he gets closer to his dad how he's losing more and more
1: control of course i mean he first he didn't know i mean there's a lot that goes on through the movie but first his dad is celebrated as a hero yes of the mission that he went on and then they find out something darker
0: well when he was in mars he was approached by this person. I think she is maybe the leader, the president or whatever on Mars. And you know, she was actually probing him for information. And he keeps on saying, you know, that's that's classified. You know, and, and Above your pay grade. Yeah, yeah, above your pay grade, yeah. And, and, but eventually she broke down and said you know, I think she showed him a video of how he killed the crew. The crew, And that's when she comes out and say that, you know, your dad killed my parents because they were there.
1: And he's like, what the heck are you talking about?
0: Exactly. So it, it makes you could tell how. He kind of discovers that he was. Under a lie for the first time, and it, it you can tell that he's kind of chewing that information up. Yeah, he's really like, Whoa, is it you know, there's a little misbelief in there when she's listening to when he's listening to her?
1: Of course, there's gonna be a skepticism. His, his whole life, he's heard his, his father is the Mark Kelly of our time,
0: and, and it makes you, you know, another thing that I was wondering is like he's so Scott disconnected. <laughs> He's so disconnected. I mean, towards the beginning of the movie, when the other scientists approached him, that apparently was working with his dad for this mission. And he said, you know, um, about your dad, you know, you know your dad might be alive, right? Because I think it's been 30 years since this whole ordeal happened. I mean, he was 16 when I believe this, you know, he finally last heard of his dad. And uh, he he asks him, it's like you know he might be alive, right? You know, like he's and I can tell he's probing him psychologically,
4: mm-hmm.
0: and waiting for a reaction. And he says, I think he says something along the lines like, um, "Can I speak freely?" Um, you know, my dad is dead,
1: <laughs>
0: and you know he's he's gonna be dead. He's dead. You know, so he's, he's completely disconnected. He's it, Throughout this whole beginning of the, of the movie, you can tell how he's completely disconnected at a um, unhealthy level mm-hmm. to, to the point where it was affecting his relationship yeah um, i believe that was the
3: beginning yeah i was just about to get to that like yeah because he had issues with his wife or something at <laughs> earth and it was just-
0: his wife was go- or, or
3: girlfriend i don't know was actually
0: at the beginning of the movie you could see how she's actually grabbing luggage and dropped keys on some sort of counter and walk out the door
1: and, and i think I will- and look at him yeah
0: he's completely disconnected he's like he looked at her like okay like another day is going by
1: but I mean, if you want to give it a standard description to what is that, it's called a social dysfunction, really, because we are social mm. animals. Yeah. And I mean, he's completely di- disconnecting that part of his person, you know, so he's social. He's detrimentally. It's detrimental what he's doing to himself, mm. but he's becoming socially dysfunctional as he continues to put these feelings and emotions in a box because then it's not normal. Anymore.
0: I wonder if Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if what he said towards the beginning makes any sense towards what when he said um <clears throat> that he felt his dad left left him. Like he was abandoned. And, and I always wonder if that was the catalyst. Because he was sixteen years old. Where he started to develop these psychological Notions.
1: problems yeah
0: um but the issue is you know how many how many people do we know that that has happened to them you know where they're left with their uh, mother or a father where the other parent left and they don't turn out psychologically damaged like that.
1: So the isolation part mm -hmm. of it and the way of his day-to-day life, I think that plays a big role in that, right? Yeah. Because if not, I mean, there's other things that fill in for those uh, empty spaces in our lives, one way or another.
0: I I would really love to explore more of the backstory because there's definitely a lot, the movie's not saying um, that causes him to be a complete disconnect. I mean, I was also thinking at one point that, you know, how his dad was, you know, he was a really great scientist overall, regardless mm-hmm. of, you know, what he did was horrible. And, um, and, and and of course he didn't know that at the time he was heralded as a hero to humanity. Um, so I wonder if the reason why he selected the career he picked, it's kind of like his way to be accepted by his dad. You know how you have, you know, that that need that someone that you love tells you, you know, you're doing. No. You, I'm proud of you. You know, you're doing something great. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 we know this because at the end of the movie it was expressed mm-hmm. where you know, but I wonder if that also has a bigger part into. How he has f- he was forged psychologically, because I mean, sixteen, you know, scientifically, m- your brain doesn't develop up, up to uh, after the age of twenty five.
1: I got the answer for that, but I want to hear what you think about that first.
3: Well, I think it's definitely. And this is outside of the movie, but it's probably has to do with. How somebody is raised, because mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, my my father left when I was like twenty something. It's the last time I saw him. I haven't seen him since. But I've always had the love and care of my mother, my grandparents, my stepfather who stepped up, you know, and mm-hmm. he, you know, he raised me pretty much. So I I never ended up with like crazy psychological.
1: You were not in a you know, box. Every I wasn't weekend. in a
3: box. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably in my head more than most people. Like I'm always thinking in my head, but it's not to the point where it's like, oh, I'm gonna compartmentalize this emotion, but well, that's put not a emotion tr- and put this. Im-
0: that's not a detriment. That's actually a, a benefit. You
3: know,
1: yeah, so you're, it away, it's, it's like what you said before you're yourself, actualizing mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. W- yeah. Which is which is the, the the constant effort to make yourself better. Yeah, yeah. I actually, yeah,
3: well, he's got the opposite effect. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he just wants to make himself worse. Yeah, yeah. And, and, I think he just wants to live outside of society. That's yeah. But well, yeah. the yeah.
0: messed up part is he's doing this, thinking he's doing the best he can. He, he's being the better person, and he's actually damaging
1: himself. Well, if you remember, also. In the movie, he kind of emphasized he has to pass that test every time because if no, he's not going to get to do the mission. And he wanted to be the one to do the mission.
0: Yeah, and, and the crazy thing is, uh, towards the end, the mission became blowing up the lab or, mm. or basically uh, killing his dad.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and I think that's one of the most surprising things to me is when he got into that ship he he broke into the ship by the way the crew tried to kill them um he was saying he's not hostile which he he was he wasn't trying to be and
1: he they got they got orders to actually eliminate him because he became an enemy of the state when he went on the mission even though he was denied to.
0: exactly so the way that that went out is like they kind of killed themselves yeah. First was that lady, um, when the acceleration came in, she hit the door and broke her face and, well, her head. Um, the other guy got punched over with a knife. And then the, the, the oxygen went out. He was in a spacesuit. So he had no issues. But the, the, the last one, I think, he suffocated. Although he tried to save him by yeah. putting oxygen on his on his
1: face. He wasn't even trying to revive somebody. Exactly. The last one. Exactly. So... But here, before we move on, here's my answer and what I think about that of he becoming an astronaut. I will say probably your generation and generations back and probably the generation before me too, uh, they grew up on a world where they wanted to fulfill their parents' dreams, where they were growing up saying, ah, I want you to be a baseball player. I want you to be an NBA player. I want you to be a banker. And they would actually do that. Oh, I want you to be a doctor. So they will become doctors when they grow up. And we have still countries that are very, I would say it's a very conservative notion. Mm. But I mean, we still have countries where the kids are doctors because their parents wanted to have a good job that's going to give them a good lifelong career.
4: Yeah.
1: And they do that, even though they might have another hobbies or things that they love to do.
0: They you know? make that a priority because they want to, again, they're looking for that approval
1: mm-hmm. from
0: that. You know, oh I'm i I'm proud of you of what you're doing with your life and what career you
1: selected and you know. So I think that I think that, that that's a big element on his decision why becoming an astronaut. And of course, I mean he's da- he has this big legacy that is overshadowing on what he wants to take on to. I mm-hmm. mean he wants to become an astronaut, but his successor is a freaking legend. Like everybody celebrates and like the god of the heroes of space.
0: He had to step it up. He, Cause you know, he, he has to make, he has to, he wants to make an imprint and he's living in the shadows.
1: Exactly. And, and on top of that, I think also that he has this kind of social responsibility mm-hmm. because everybody's looking at him in like his colleagues since he went to the NASA. And I mean, again, what he's having to like fill up from is the top guy it's
0: messed up everywhere <laughs> <Tom> he <laughs> went yeah Yeah. <laughs> it, it's kind of messed up everywhere he goes is is everybody's like oh, you, you know
1: I, can I talk I, about my father again I know
0: about your dad yeah you know he was a legend man oh my god you're his son uh, you know th- that living under that kind of shadow has also
1: implications dang he found out what the shadow was about <laughs> <laughs> But
3: um, another thing that really intrigued me about the movie outside of his just psychological analysis and stuff. I mean, that's what captured me about it the most. But it's also like when you look at the movie, there are so many people before the movie came out that have been talking about the things that have been happening. That Well, they portrayed in the movie like the moon bases and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Regardless if it's true or not, you know. It's um, happening already. We it, have the this mean, yeah. project. Yeah, it is. But, but I mean, we know about that now, but how long has it been going on for that we don't know about it? So, like you were saying earlier before, like, oh, these psychological analysis and stuff like that or of people um, communicating in space or, or, you know, mating and all that stuff. Like, what? They probably already know that. Yeah. We mm-hmm. just don't know that because we're just mm-hmm. here on Earth being normal, you know, everyday assholes. <laughs> but, <Yeah. laughs> but, you know, the government probably
1: knows about these things already. They've already probably done extensive research on it. Psychological oh. research, for sure. I, I, I think so, too. I mean, we had how many years ago? Ten years ago, we have the first time that people had sex in space.
0: Yeah, and, and sex in and space is ugly. <laughs> it's not you know and, and you're <laughs> let me let me explain this let me explain this cuz there's there's been like people trying to replicate it like in into uh, porn and stuff like that and they ro- romanticize it but you just think about it there's there's no pressure there's no gravity how's that going to work
1: you're going to you worry because you uh, just said there's no pressure
0: no but it, right? <laughs> but you know i visual i envision like ropes and pulleys
3: yeah you, so gotta, you have, you have, to have like some bdsm stuff going to, on to,
0: to, <laughs> to thrust you had to
3: whoa, that's what i said whoa, it's ugly
0: you're using the monkey <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's why it's, it's, that's why i said it's ugly because it's it's very awkward
3: you know? it's so, gotta be because every time i see videos of astronauts in space they're moving like really slow like it's like even if they try to move somewhere it's like like here, you could just cut wind, you know, like oh, in, in space, you can't. I, I don't know if, if it's possible. I've never tried it. I've never yeah, been in space yeah, either. Yeah. But every time I see videos of astronauts, they're moving like really slow. Even when they're going to grab something. So, I mean, mind me, but even if you're doing this, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it, it, that's exactly what I'm saying.
0: It's, it's very awkward and it doesn't work the same way. And you can't. I mean, you make it. I, I venture to guess you cannot even perform well as a as a as a man because you can't do the movements that you have to move to in the way that you're used to and mm-hmm. and it almost becomes and, it, and and again i'm not an astronaut but it, it it feels like that would be a chore instead of something that you would do uh for fun
1: yeah yeah i mean it, it,
0: the moment
3: something becomes a chore it kills it. So I don't know. I mean I mean these guys are out there in space doing missions, they're not living out there, you know.
1: So it's Exactly doing missions, not the missionary. I
3: think this <laughs> You
1: gotta do a commission like sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but but I think that you will really be instead of trusting your partner, you will be thrusting him towards you <laughs> in the space. <laughs> But yeah. going be awkward hey,
3: hey baby why don't you put on that nice sexy tight spacesuit the one that's, <laughs> the one that's uh, on console b yeah that one the one that looks really tight on you yeah, yeah that's how i like it yeah, the, the, the red one the, the
1: red one the one that babarella uses <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah
0: no but yeah yeah it, it's it, i think we'll get to hear a lot more about it once um space travel Like, for example, going to Mars. I think there's Artemis. Where Yeah, where you have to be inside a spaceship for a long period of time before you reach something. I think that's when we are going to start, you know, like when we talk about colonizing is when we're going to start talking about sex in space.
1: Yeah, I mean. Because it has to. (laughs) You know, what is the whole
0: purpose of colonizing a planet? and And... You know, Mars, it begs the question too, Mars has um, a, a fraction of the gravity that we have on Earth. So uh, it makes you wonder how's that gonna be there too?
1: Or maybe maybe if you think about it, we can go a little bit more Star Warsy on it. Maybe there's gonna be the same dude a thousand times in Mars. <laughs> <laughs> like all the clones. <laughs> So just the same guy with different ages <laughs> all over again. <laughs> yeah, we could. we could just make
3: anti-gravity devices.
1: Anti- well, yeah.
3: Well, that that's a very
0: good thing if it comes... I think there's some research, but it's really not going anywhere.
1: There is. There is. My friend Fulgencio, the one that came here, he even gave me like a, a real-life idea of what it would be, but like it takes too much resources to do. Yeah. But like he told me, like, you could do an anti-gravity like this. <laughs>
0: I, I think that the problem that's going on, I think that's um, this particle called graviton, if I believe, um, is it, understanding how that works. And, and I think that's where they're... I, I seen I actually saw a documentary where scientists were trying to explain like anti-gravity. Because, mm. I mean, the applications for that are enormous. You know, what is the problem that we have right now when we're launching, launching into space? Is the fact that we have to carry with us so much freaking fuel and that thing is heavy. So it's kind of contract productive because you're trying to outcome the weight so you can skate, you have to skate velocity. And, and go into
1: space. And the fuel that takes you there is the one that is the heaviest. It's the
0: biggest problem, it's the fuel. So imagine if we can, co- and that's why NASA and other scientists are investigating why this is so important. Mm-hmm. I mean, no one is getting anywhere at this point, but uh, you imagine having a ship that can only use anti-gravity instead of uh, it, it fuel. Yeah. You know, you, we could have a smaller ship,
1: but I'll tell you something before you move on from that. I think that the solution we do have it. We just well, don't want to play around with it, which you, is nuclear if power. You,
3: if you read into Bob Lazar, he's a scientist who, I mean, again, this is all conspiracy theory stuff. Well, but uh, Bob Lazar studied in Area 51. Yeah, he was on. The, he was on the Jordan podcast. He Air was talking 51. about. It. Yeah.
0: Di- yeah, we did an episode on him.
3: Yeah, so he studied that chemical something. I forgot the name of the chemical, but he's probably the one that's came the closest to explaining it. But I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not a scientist, so like, none, of us yeah,
1: n- none of us are, but he explains
3: oh. it in a way where it's like, oh, that kind of makes sense. I'm a master of
1: bullshit, though,
3: Yeah, because <laughs> apparently he was like in there, you know, studying spaceships and stuff like that. So it's like, well, I mean, if anybody's going to do it, this is the guy. Yeah. You know, I mean, at least he's out in the public. <laughs> no, and The funny
1: thing is that they actually make him look like he was stupid when he came out. And now, with the years, you find it out. Oh shit! This guy was not talking. Yeah, about even
3: pra- the older, the old lab that he worked in, they burned all the papers and everything. That he was never there. He never went to university. It's like, wow, well, the fuck. It, I mean, mm-hmm. the guys that like, studied.
1: It's like guys. you prof- to like, burned too much stuff.
3: Yeah, yeah. They buried everything. <laughs> <laughs> that tight spacesuit on capsule B, <laughs> with the high heels. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know if you guys can. You can see the comments on, on the chat.
1: A hotel light?
0: You got to hold on tight. I don't know what that that was referring to, but maybe I got it late. But
1: You got to hold on
3: tight to her when she's wearing the red outfit in Capsule B. That's what <laughs> oh, it is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, going back to the movie, it, it, this is something that eventually we, we are going to have to talk about we're going to have to deal with especially when we're talking about colonizing mars
3: i think you also got to think about this too because when you're out in space it's not like here on earth like we have the sun every day you know the sun's going to be there it's going to you know unless something catastrophic happens but we know we're going to have the sun and that's our source of vitamin d which Mm -hmm. is what gives us serotonin dopamine all the good feeling chemicals yeah when you're out in space and you don't have that
1: we get radiation actually
3: yeah but yeah but like when you're out in space and you don't have that sunlight would you even want to have like sexual intercourse with somebody like would you even have the motivation to do it well just think about too uh, the fact that inside that
0: spaceship is very sterile because it has to be mm. and yeah. very it, it it reminds me of this office where you have the green lights you know and yeah. just very very matrix like you know Boring, uh, you know. It, it, the act is supposed to be exciting. It's supposed to be fun, mm. it, it, and now you're taking it to this unromantic, sin, you know, scene. Yeah. you know, it, there, there's a lot of things that play against it. I
1: yeah. have yeah. a Think solution. I have a solution for it. Mm. They're gonna create that machine that where they put the uh, the astronauts that do G force. Mm-hmm. inside of the spaceship so they're gonna need a big space for that
0: they are talking about that and and we talked about that in our episode on um uh 2001 yep. space odyssey that is actually in 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 uh, project gateway mm-hmm. i don't know if you guys have heard uh look it up i think it was called project gateway on google basically what it is they and there's um, it's gonna
1: be a hilton hotel there right know, there you go with uh, basketball courts
0: there's space this basketball this group
1: space gens real life
0: yeah if you haven't seen it i <laughs> haven't seen i, it? I, I gotta show oh. you but they're they they have not gone they haven't gone there yet basically their hold up right now it's aside from from uh financing which i think they have uh, big names yeah. out there is they're waiting right now for um is it the falcon heavy what is the biggest ship
1: yeah uh, the falcon x1 i think it is a falcon the, the i don't know i've, I've heard
0: something falcon yeah it's a big one from from spacex because it's the only one that can carry the materials because the materials that are, need to carry to space are going to be tremendously huge basically what it is is they're going to do this spoke in space where um spaceships are going to be docking in the center and it's going to be connected to the outer rings through tubes where people can go in. And this this whole space station would be rotating. So it would be creating gravity. So I think Hilton is going to have a hotel. There's going to be restaurants. Um, I think there's going to be a section where the rich can buy apartments mm-hmm. and have there.
1: There's going to be big spaces with only like... A- uh, botanic and trees and stuff like that up there
0: recycled air recycled water um, they have a whole system and they have a video out there on youtube they are explaining everything and there's actually even updates after what's going on but that cannot happen, and, and, and it's kind of messed up, because they have everything laid out on what they need to do, but they can't carry the equipment with the current technology. Yeah, so I think that really the
1: current one can carry a maximum of, what, 20,000 pa- kilowatts? But the Falcon's going to do like 120? <laughs>
3: yeah uh, but yeah. are they are they planning on sending it up in just one shot or are they going to make it modular so they can build it in space it's, it's completely modular mm-hmm. which is really cool and as a matter of fact every every
0: section will have a escape pod equivalent to the amount of people that can be in each module so if something mm-hmm. happens the the capsule it sealed and people just go into their specific spaceship which is pertaining to that one capsule.
1: Well, Don't probably you know? it's overestimated because you're never going to have the same amount of people in every single room.
0: Yeah, but exactly. Yeah, but...
1: Like, the, the ship th- is going that well, w- dude, you got to go across the whole ring.
0: But it's kind of crazy <laughs> because when you look at this, if it, 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 it's filled with pods. Yeah. And 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 I think the guy was talking about how they, they were taking lessons from Titanic. You know, how in Titanic they did not have enough... Yeah. Lifeboats, mm-hmm. and that's the reason why most of the stuff, you know, uh, most of the tragedy happened is because, yeah. you know, they didn't have enough for all
3: the amount, the amount of people that were there.
1: Come on, I thought that the only tragedy there was Rose and. <laughs>
3: <me>. <laughs> yeah, they're the only two that matter. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Nobody yeah. cares about the other twenty thousand people that died. Screw yeah. them. But the biggest <laughs> debate of the Titanic is he fit in that door, right? He could have gone on and not. Yeah, yeah. He could have. Yeah, okay, he could have. We agree.
0: They could have both been alive, but you know.
3: Yeah, but Rose is selfish. <laughs> so she's, she's like, a, "This is my door." Yeah, <laughs>
1: territorial. I'm bitch. going to live.
3: I don't need you. I have a rich husband. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but you know, it's kind of it's kind of funny. No, not really funny, but it's, it's kind of weird to look at that design and they have the actual mock-up uh, and 3D rendering on that video, where you see every section, it, it it's almost f- looks like it's filled with space. They look like tiny shuttles, mm-hmm. but it's filled with them. When you go and look at the spoke all around in the outside, it's just tons and tons of them.
1: Yeah, it's what, it's what I just want to tell you, they probably overestimate a lot of them, mm-hmm. because that way... I mean, maybe half of them are not going to get out if there's an evacuation need for the whole thing, but everybody's going to be saved.
0: It makes you wonder if we could see that in our lifetime. I mean, not necessarily travel there, because you imagine um, once they first, when they open for the first time, that would probably be really expensive to travel there. Mm -hmm. But uh, it makes you wonder if we could see that in our lifetime. I mean, uh, they're waiting for the Falcon Heavy to start construction.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: How long will that take? And that's step one. They they were showing the second stage or the sec- let's call it the second um, spaceport they call it spaceport and it looks kind of like the one from Space Odyssey two thousand and
4: one. Mm-hmm.
0: It's kind of freaky, you
3: know. And and okay. talk about how art, I mean science, science imitating art. art. Yeah, but it's almost the same thing that Elon Musk did with the Cybertruck. Yeah. The Cybertruck looks like. If, have you ever played 007, the original, double, like the Nintendo 64 007? No, I mean, there's a car in it that looks just like the Cybertruck. It's exactly what, the Cybertruck. What about Blade Runner?
0: What yeah. about the ones on Alter Carbon? They kind of all look the same. Yeah. With that, like, you know, slanted yeah. front, you know? The only difference is I kind of like the one on Alter Carbon because they fly. Well,. Blade Runner also flies, so.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, uh, it was funny. We were watching the upload. Yes. Your, the Tesla, is the, the Mono 3, they have it in there as a classic car. It's
0: a classic car.
1: It, it was hilarious. <laughs> it's <was> like, what? <laughs> and I mean, it was crazy. because Guys, like the bikes drive itself yeah, to you like an the, Uber. The, the like you got, can rent the bike. He got the course.
0: bike. He, he got into this house and he just got off. The bike didn't fall off, it just continued riding down the hill. Mm-hmm. It looks like it was San Francisco, maybe. Yeah, and it just went it's just on screaming
1: as fuck, man. <laughs> 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 you look at that bike a lot, like, you, you could put like little shaky eyes on it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I, I, I like to, I, I know this is late, but I like to welcome uh, Karina Patricia uh, to the stream. Thank you so much for coming.
1: Thank you. Now, Gracias. now let me ask you guys because I asked you, but you didn't tell me. Don't you think that the solution to the weight problem with the fuel really will be that we use solidly nuclear power?
0: You know, in the documentary that I talk, that, that I saw, they have a nuclear power propel system, but it's not viable.
1: It's what I'm saying. We it, have the solution. We just don't know how to harness it.
0: I I think it would be cleaner Uh, because just think about this for a minute and this is something that the guy the scientist that was talking on that video that i was watching um kind of put it into perspective i was Mm -hmm. like holy crap yeah i never thought about that way you're using an explosive as a propulsion method yeah what's the difference between that explosive reaction that we're already using with Combustible fuel.
1: I know what it is. It's the same thing. It's a consequence of rile, uh, the try uh, tri- and tri- uh, trials. Yeah, but a, m- a mistake <clears throat> with nuclear power. Yeah, we don't have that much yeah. space to play then, around yeah, with that. that shit.
3: That's, that's Chernobyl
1: all over again. Yeah. Yeah. No, especially I think, uh, it, it is, will be worse than Chernobyl worse. for a spaceship. <laughs> it's,
3: it's
0: actually, if you think about the fact that they're both about the same, but look at consequences of what happens with fuel versus what happens with nuclear, mm-hmm. you, you might just want to use fuel.
1: <laughs> and I mean, look at look at the expense. Like You can see it, the solution uh, being put to practice in there. Mm-hmm. Because most ships are actually fueled by, uh, what do they call it?
0: Thank you, Karina. Uh, she's mentioning on the stream that we are awesome. Great video. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so... No, I, I I, see. I mean, I, I don't know if you guys have seen the, the, the Expanse. Great show, by the way.
1: It has a solution. I mean, they can spend weeks and weeks in a ship. And I mean, they pick up and it, it measures the fuel too. But like, that's, that's what I'm saying. We, we just haven't harnessed that technology. We,
0: it would be kind of cool because if you think about one good aspect of nuclear is the fact that it decays so slow. Yeah, Mm. So you can have a source of fuel last a great amount of time. So think about the implications on that when it comes to interstellar travel, you know, if you want to travel to Andromeda. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You know what I mean? I mean, granted, it's not going to be feasible because we can't, on that type of propulsion system, we can't travel past the speed of light. So that means (laughs) that would be over 100 years
1: travel. So that's not even feasible. But you need to colonize the ship while you go in there. Exactly. But or do like a long time sleep.
0: We we actually have a better solution if you think about it. The Alcubierre drive, which they're still researching. You know, I I see a lot of potentials in there, and I say potential because they're still investigating. The idea came to this uh, doctor. Um, his last name is alchemy That's why they call him the Alcabiery Drive. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe he was a Star Trek fan. Mm-hmm. And guess what that engine is called? The warp drive.
1: The warp drive.
0: But not necessarily to pay homage to Star Trek. No. Because if you think about it, the whole technology works by warping space around you. So you're technically not going one mile per hour you're standing still
1: you're just bending the space yeah and you're just you're going just going just folding here to to here space time like into
0: itself and you're folding space so you're making space work for you and that yeah. if you think about it if you put it into star trek perspectives you understand why these people are sitting down on on their seats on the spaceship without any seat belts and they're traveling tremendous speeds because they are technically not moving
1: yeah do you think that that's because of it because aren't they going fast still they're
0: going fast but they're not moving they're warping space around
1: them that's true we have spoken about this the reason that we don't do this is because we don't want to do something that will create a catastrophe
0: well here we
1: need to be able to go far away from the solar system before we play around with that stuff
0: here's the current problem you know the first time he wrote the equation And of course, I'm I'm just oversimplifying the crap out of it. So, you know, for all all of you, all of you scientists out there, please forgive me because I'm going to get all this wrong. But I'm just oversimplifying this thing. The, The original equation required as a power source the energy of the entire galaxy. Jesus. That equals impossible.
3: Yeah, that, yeah.
0: Okay. Now, the revision, I don't know if it was NASA. I think there was a team of people that were working that equation because it has potential. Mm. You know, if you look at how they explain it, you guys, if you Google it, you'll probably find explanation videos all over the place. It makes sense. You just have to work the equation to try to figure out a way
1: to create that energy.
0: To to no not to create to harness to, it. to use less energy, right? So I think the second go at it, and and I might be completely wrong here, but I think it was scientists at NASA or maybe some other people that work closely with NASA because NASA is currently investigating this right now as we speak. Um the amount of energy necessary today to make this work will be the equivalent to planet Jupiter. So it's not too bad. So, we're going from the entire galaxy
3: to Jupiter,
1: which is five times. It's, the a, Earth. it's a lot no, more, more
3: doable. It's a lot more doable. A lot more doable, but it's still. Lim- but I, I don't think we're going to be able to do that until we actually learn how to mine space. Because right now, yeah. Because uh, have you ever seen that chart where it says that we're in different civilizations? Mm-hmm. Like there's a category zero, which is yeah. like, and there's I think there's five, which is when you can use Dyson spheres we're and you n- manipulate the power of the sun. We're not even a, a we're not even point five. Yeah, we're not even point five. We are cavemen. It's crazy, you know. If we re- <laughs> <laughs> well, we're talking about that red spacesuit. capsule it seems- b <laughs> <laughs> that's how cavemanish we are our mind is still there it's crazy i, I mean you think about that. my club
0: yeah yeah <laughs> it, it's 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 insane when you put it in perspective that we're not even halfway through level one civilization
3: yeah we're here trying to get to space
0: and, and, and the, the crazy thing is it if you look at it in a graph form say for example here is um you know uh, zero level zero and he is level one and, and and you graph it and how you know technology and human behavior and all the stuff goes we are probably going like this
3: we're probably going backwards it,
1: it, it, some at some points we go Yeah, backwards. because we're beast here throughout history killing each other
3: well not necessarily well, but we I mean, killed it, nikolai tesla the, <laughs> the
0: whole idea was <laughs> yeah the whole idea is to learn how to um Take advantage of resources. That's true. What are we doing right now?
1: And that's another thing that I say. Look a at lot. the
0: problem we have with with um, plastics. Yeah, it, it, I like to say
1: everybody, we are like a cancer to the earth because we take and we don't replace. That's how we've been doing through the through the extent of most of our history. I would say the ninety eight percent of it since mankind beginning, we will always take, destroy, and not replace. Mm-hmm. Just now, we're starting to take consciousness about it. And mm-hmm. now you have uh, the, he- the earth getting hot, and yes, like or, like irreversible damage that we're creating. And I mean, we don't even know the deepest places of our oceans, and we're trying to find out about things outside it's still. Yeah, you know.
0: I I think one of the problems is how we built our system, our society.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, is all based in money.
4: Yeah. yeah.
0: And I'm not saying money is bad. I'm just saying that it becomes a priority
3: um, over environment. Over the,
1: uh, the, whatever the mission is. It
3: becomes a priority over morals and integrity. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And then you have, you know, granted, you have companies out there that are doing their thing, you know, but then you have companies out there that don't give a shit. Yeah, and most of them don't.
1: Yeah. So. You know, I mean, they're running a business, not a charity. That's what they say. It,
0: exactly, and and I understand that point. I mean, if you think about it, it, just the way that we build it. If you, you know, if we all go and create a a, a business, right? The business will not stay afloat if we that we don't control our spending,
4: mm-hmm.
0: and, and and how much, you know, we you know we have to kind of manage that that budget otherwise the business just goes in bankrupt
1: yeah and more importantly I mean you got to stay true to the mission statement mm-hmm. of the, of the company or corporation or organization
0: so I mean I'm, I'm just going you know I'm taking a step up it's like you, you and me create a company right now it, just the way that this build we have to look at money first mm-hmm you know, granted, we might be a little bit more conscious because we're, we, we're thinking about the environment. We think about all this stuff. And, and it might be a little harder for us because we are going to make decisions in the business that might, you know, they have that in, into effect.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: But
0: the bottom line is, how can, can we keep it profitable so the business doesn't go down?
1: I think that that it's just... I
3: think it'd be better to specify what kind of businesses that is. Because if we're talking about like gas and fuel, or fuel and oil, it's like... It's going
1: to die. Oh, yeah. And and I mean, and I wonder if that's going to have a negative effect on an environment. But what I was going to say is that in reality, you just had to take a human element to it as a corporation instead of looking at it differently. And what would do humans do, we adapt. We change as things go changing with Mm. us. So, I mean, if you think about it... Other animals, they're still living like they lived in the beginning of time. Yeah. But but we have gone evolving and adapting socially and in our biological ways, too, if you think about it.
0: Yeah. And we kind of, going back to the movie, can we see that? Um, I mean, granted, we can see our expansion in this movie on Mars. Um it, I don't think the movie explored that portion of it.
1: It kind of touches on it, actually, with the it, psychological tests. Oh, even it even let you think about it because, I mean, what's the guideline in which he's being judged when he's being tested weekly?
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. And, and it's, I mean, maybe the guideline is obsolete. Maybe he's actually doing the way that it's not going to allow you to go nuts on space. Mm-hmm. So you at least can have control over your own faculties as you go on this mission that, I mean, it takes a big emotional toll on him, but if he's able to actually shut it down, mm. then he's not going to be penalized for it.
3: Yeah. But it, it takes more of an emotional toll on him because it's connected to his father. Yeah. Exactly. Because
1: nobody else in the movie is the way that he is. No, exactly. No. And, and I mean, we look at psychopathic, uh, this is a little bit Hannibal Lecter, uh, but like we look at psychopathic behavior as it's totally bad and wrong. Mm-hmm. And if you look at it as a tool and not as a sickness, I mean, if the person is a psychopath, that's one thing. But if the person actually understands psychopathic behavior and is able to harness it, so they have their emotions, but they are able to control it completely.
0: Well, I think in this particular case, is it's slightly different because we see him break down. Yeah. Yes. At the end, when he but, finally... But he chooses
1: when to break down. He breaks down alone in a place. It's not like he's in front of the testing or somebody.
0: He broke broke down in front of his dad.
1: Exactly. He
0: broke down in front of his dad. And I think that was a a crucial point. And actually, I think that helped him become a better person. Because after he finally had that, let's call it closure, Mm -hmm. he was able to go when he went back to earth. We can see him meeting his wife again or girlfriend it it wasn't really specified in the movie but you can tell the difference in him when he was drinking coffee in that shop waiting for wife slash girlfriend he looks different and and that's when i was looking at that i was thinking you know the 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 effect of water under pressure on the on the or pressure cooker you know you can bottle things up for so long He And I know Based on You know Up to this point When you're watching The entire movie That he's trying to Get it under control Cause he feels like mm-hmm. If he doesn't get it Under control He's gonna fail And you know Whatever That point came And he had no control He
1: blew up Yeah but But that's the thing That shows that He's still a human But
0: that Blowing up is the equivalent to releasing pressure pressure that he was causing himself yeah. that he needed to let go and after that pivotal point i think that's when he became a better person mm-hmm. and you can see the change in him
3: after that point so i you know which means that that wasn't his behavior that's not how he actually is exactly 'Cause the thing with the psychopathic people is that they have no remorse for anybody else. Exactly. They'll take advantage of you, doesn't matter what it is. They don't have that capacity. They don't have the they, they, they don't, don't like have it. the uh they don't have the empathy or emotional they they just don't emotion. They
1: I don't. actually saw a, a documentary about psychopaths mm-hmm. and they show like hum- like brain charts. Mm-hmm. What they show you like it does it just doesn't shows. It's completely gone on their brain. Yeah, the emotional
3: in- aspect is gone. Like they don't cry, they don't
1: it's just they aren't capable. It's yeah. just they lack it. They don't they, have they it. Can,
3: they can, it's almost like being narcissistic where you can learn behaviors mm-hmm. and you can learn how other people react around you. Because obviously, to a certain point, you're going to be like, I'm kind of weird because I'm, you know, <laughs> but you can learn the behaviors, but you're not really that.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know? No, you, exactly. You educate yourself about your surroundings yeah. or what you're experiencing. Uh, and, and I think that that's that's important part of that what he's doing because when he breaks down, he's showing you. He's not psychopathic. He broke. He broke down. So he's adapting to that behavior for his own good because if not, he's gonna be a real mess.
0: And we, and I, he's not gonna be in control. I like to see that we see that from the beginning too, because even when he's in control, something feels
1: odd. Of course, I, I mean, he, he's going against his nature. He, he's. You I can tell. Be. I mean,
0: granted, he did say he's compa- com- compartmentalizing. You know. But it is very obvious that he is forcing himself into control. hmm and, and we can't do that.
1: Uh, this movie that we, we did an episode on with Chris Bell. mm mm-hmm. uh, Oh, my God. I, I remember the Goncathos, but I remember the Equili- equil- <laughs> Equilibrium. 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 Mm-hmm. It touches a lot about that.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: We,
1: it, they live in a society where everybody has to take a shot in the morning and at night. No that, emotion. Of, of a drug that is going to kill your emotions.
3: Mm-hmm. I gotta
1: watch that. Oh, that movie is like, and, and, and I mean, everything Wha- looks so Nazi and so like. Watch crazy. the
0: movie and then listen to our episode and let's talk.
3: That sounds good. You're gonna bro.
1: like that movie, bro. And I mean, gunkatas.
3: I, I like I like dark <laughs> movies, man. It's just, oh, they have like <laughs> a karate. The gonkatas.
1: <laughs> it's freaking crazy, man. I gotta
0: watch it. The gunkatas are crazy. But but you seen like,
1: you seen there a lot of that. You know how how it, it doesn't matter what you do. You will not eliminate that unless you are a psychopath.
0: And the thing is, like I was talking about sex being part of us. Emotions are part of us. You can't cut something out because you don't like it.
1: It's part of us. Mm-hmm. It's always gonna be part of us. Mm-hmm. So, But that's the thing. It, it, I don't know if, if I made it clear, it's what mm-hmm. he's doing. He's not mm-hmm. taking it out. He's taking control over it, so he doesn't actually ruin the journey.
0: Don't get me wrong. In some occasions, that came in handy.
1: Yeah. Even in your decision-making, in effect. He,
0: he kept in control, especially on that, that, that moment where the pilot uh, on that first mission got killed by the monkeys. That was a weird, oh, dude. weird Yeah,
3: that scene. was a weird scene.
0: That was a weird scene he got killed by monk it was kind of creepy because he's calling the captain out they went into this um i think that was a, a mayday and and he didn't want them to stop but they are contracted to stop and i understand that when you're in space there's not that many ships around
1: no so
0: if you're the only one around you are going to help because what if it that's what if that was you you want someone around to come rescue you mm-hmm. so that i understand how that would be a command but I think it's even it takes it to an ethical level as a human being mm. you know yep. especially since we haven't colonized you know colonized everything in space so they they they, they stopped at this ship to help out and they separated so uh, McBride was going this way and he's calling uh, the captain and there was this scene where it, the, his, the view to him was blocked by this Floating, looks like a box. And then you see the captain, and he's calling him. And you see him flinching. And you know, what the hell is going on? It's like, it's not responding. And then you see a monkey's head come up. And now you know, oh, crap, something went wrong. And apparently, he was being eaten by this monkey.
1: Yep. But, and you know, like chimpanzees, for example, they actually one time or the other, they actually hunt themselves for territory, they eat other chimpanzees, yeah, because they're herbivores. Yeah. So I mean, at the end of the day, it's not really a, a, a odd behavior. It's just a monkey that is out of his habitat. And I mean, he's m- mentally distressed because they do suffer yeah. from that mm-hmm. too. Uh, but I think that the way that they will have fixed that scene is, is when he's arriving, he sees the monkey they put
3: Well one thing I wanted to ask you Rob Because we were talking about Intimacy and space and you know Obviously sex we're talking about sex people So you know intimacy and sex And and it it is a primal urge That we all go through but I want to know what is your thought about people Who are asexual Like there are some people That just don't They don't experience that connection with sex You know They will definitely be in their habitat because
0: yeah. a space is that kind of habitat that is devoid of everything, mm-hmm. including the, you know, the, the, even if you have the want and the need, it just, again, I'm, I'm just speculating here and not an astronaut, I've never been to space.
1: But- um, And you're definitely not a sexual. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it will definitely be in their habitat because that's what, you know, even even here on earth, you know, there's a big difference of having um, sex on, on, let's say, a hotel room or a love, ho- mm-hmm. love hotel or in your house than in a hospital bed
3: yeah, or yeah.
0: an operating table. The, the spaceship, to me, the equivalent is an operating table.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's the unsexiest <laughs> room you can pick to have sex in.
1: Look
3: at those red it, keys. It, it, it depends on it depends on the woman, yeah. <laughs> where that red spacesuit and capsule <laughs> no, B. But, but I, but went, I wanted to know what your, what your thought was on that because at the same time, I, I don't think that that they would they would be able to do it because it, it's been scientifically proven that people who are asexual tend to be more emotional than most. It's emotional trauma. Most of it mm-hmm. is emotional trauma. Mm-hmm. But then when you have somebody who's like who's like the guy from at Austria. I forgot his name. What's his name? I his name. McBride. Mc, McBride, Yeah. yeah McBride. The, let's call him by the act, by the, by the name of the character. <laughs> um, you know, he's, he's psychopathic, but to an extent that helps him become a leader.
1: But he still has emotion. Like what I'm saying, like he broke down, for example, it makes you so means- wonder,
0: it makes you wonder if he's asexual too, because, um, there's a couple of scenes when he's sitting down where he's laying down with a wife slash girlfriend. I don't notice any interest
1: no and it looked like things were not all right between them too
0: even when they were in the the few scenes that they show where they're happy
1: it's kind of implied it it,
0: it
3: there wasn't that I didn't feel that
1: closeness right yeah
3: I, I yeah it know. wasn't like that 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 um it's not like not sexual urge but there wasn't like that affection that yeah that affectionate right. you know that sexual affection between them
1: yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah i think that would be the the, the maybe the their habitat
1: well, i will say that at least they would not be as uh, uh, like a, as much of a strain when they are on solitude which is what entails really but a I, mission of such
0: i'm wondering about what you said too if if that would be something um good for them because you said they're very emotional so it, it makes you wonder too because you need to you need to have total control when you're there. Because remember, space, any, everything and anything about
3: space wants to kill you. Well, so. let, me, let me rephrase that. Now that they're emotional, but it, it, it's due to emotional trauma.
0: Oh, okay, okay, okay.
3: So, but if you're getting a psychological evaluation every week, mm. you know, it's like, yeah, is that psychological trauma going to help you to take command when you have to? Or do you want somebody who's more stoic and doesn't can just tell you no this is this and this is that without feeling any remorse
1: no and then you don't know how far will they go before actually shit goes out. yeah because they already they actually broke themselves on the way Mm -hmm. Because that's the other thing is this is all completely in a psychological matter experimental yes because we are i mean we don't even know ourselves as people as Mm -hmm. me or you we go knowing ourselves and getting to learn new things about ourselves as we grow older i mean that's what we say that the life is a whole university of itself yeah. we learn even how to die so it's i mean it's difficult to really put your finger on it if mm. you think about it
3: yeah yeah it's difficult
1: because there's not a like a prescribed way that we can say this is how human works the human mind yeah i think that quantum physics is going to uncover a lot of things about what we think yes. is spirituality and it's going to also complete a lot of blank spaces.
0: Quantum fixes will, will help us even model in computer modeling. You know, it, it's stuff that is impossible to do nowadays.
1: Because we don't have the resources. It would take, what, 50 years with the most advanced computer, which is a monster that holds a whole building. <laughs>
3: yeah, 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 yeah. And speaking of quantum physics, on um, uh, this uh, doctor, uh, what's his name? I forgot. Eric Weinstein. He actually released a book on the relativity and the relativity of everything. So he was mm. he's working on a calculation that can solve pretty much the universe.
1: <laughs> That's going to be interesting. actually. So
3: I don't know if it's already out, but I want to look into it. Eric Weinstein, he's a he's a what do you call calls people. He's a math professor, but he's also a, uh, a mathematician. Mm-hmm. Like he's, you know, top of the world, one of the best. <laughs> And uh, he's, he's working on this book, and I heard about this last year, so I don't know if the book's already out or if he's still working on it, but I think it's already out. But i got to check that out. So Eric Weinstein, The Relativity of Everything.
1: I'm going to check that we're out. I'm going to check that out because we were talking the other day about the big dispute, which is the string theory and the relativity theory. Oh, uh,
0: yeah. Mm. Yeah, some people are like, because uh, string theory has been around for a while. But it, it doesn't really explain everything. It doesn't. He mocks it.
3: He makes fun of it. Exactly. He's so like, so you, you, can't, have you can't use your string theory to, you can't just bring random things into the equation to make it work that don't exist. Yeah, like
1: X. X is not an answer.
3: Yeah. But exists. yeah, you talk to someone that has studied that all their life and they have an argument. So
0: there's a yeah. big, you know, how can I pull it? Um... The Romeo and Juliet type of thing, yeah, yeah, <laughs> where you know they are they're fighting each other for, for the theories. I, I'm you know, again, I don't know how many times I can say I'm not a scientist, I'm not into string theory, it, it doesn't do it for me. So, I'm I, I belong to the other
3: cool chemistry, the camps. quantum theory. <laughs> well, he, he actually he explains it very, very well. He's got his own podcast on YouTube, um, it's called The Portal. Okay. And uh, he talks about this stuff, and uh, he, he, he breaks it down to a level where most normal humans can understand what the hell he's talking about. Because it's hard to, to yeah. visualize and Kinder explain level. it if you don't visualize it,
1: you know? Yeah. But he's able to explain it. He does what Neil deGrasse yeah. t- Tyson does, too. Yeah, he, he does. He dumbifies it for our guys. He dumbifies I it. Made it. <laughs> <laughs> he I made it. I need dumbifies it. it yeah. I need it. Yeah, you're right, you're right.
3: So, yeah. The, the, the. What are your thoughts on Neil deGrasse Tyson?
1: Neil deGrasse Tyson? Yeah. I love that guy. I would love to meet him.
3: Um, Neil, I actually I feel... love
1: listening to his podcast, Space Talk. It's yeah. great, man. I've
0: read, yeah, I I've I've read his books. Neil, if you're listening, we want you on the show.
1: You pick the movie, man.
0: <laughs> you you pick the movie.
4: Let's maybe, let's...
1: maybe we'll give him uh, that one special that we have that he actually liked and he provoked a lot of things on like him uh, that we have in our blacklist that we want to hold it down interstellar
0: oh yeah interstellar
1: <laughs> we're gonna be talking about multiple universes and stuff for like four hours <laughs> yeah. no it's like this no, it's that's, like that.
3: <laughs> a, that's gonna be a long so
1: what you what
3: you guys should do because i have followed this uh this guy who does podcasts on youtube What he, his his dream is to do a podcast with the rock so he's got oh a picture God. of the rock on his in his kitchen (laughs) wall you guys should put a picture of neil degrasse tyson right here just yeah
1: with a a purple uh space tie
3: actually i'm gonna i'm gonna see
0: if i can buy those ties and we we wear in you know in all our episodes
1: not in all well i don't want to have a suit well you don't
0: have to wear a suit just put the tie on top of it. you know you know red and and the purple tie and after we're like
1: five whiskey glasses down the road maybe i'm gonna have the tie in here sideways (laughs) I forgot I had whiskey. Oh, man. How could you forget that?
0: Yeah. Whiskey and beer. <laughs> Yummy. <laughs> so, yeah, this, this, if you can tell, this this movie <laughs> has brought up so many topics for us. You know, it it, it ranges from uh, psychoanalyzing uh, uh, of the human behavior to how that relates to space travel, and, and sci-fi topics i i really wonder what you guys will think after watching this movie if you agree with some of the topics that we discussed here mm-hmm. um reach out to us on discord and you know we we'll have this conversation um uh, real life and, and see what your thoughts are what what your agree with what you disagree on and um let's continue this conversation
1: absolutely um, so now let me tell you something. I think that that one thing that was kind of ironic is that by the chain of events, in a way, he became his father.
0: Hmm. For a brief moment.
1: I mean, think about it. He. I mean, it, it's it's unfortunately causality that he killed that whole crew well, because he was targeted as a threat. So that was not his fault. It was just mere survival that he killed everybody. But he did kill a whole crew. (laughs) Even though it was not his crew, he went there and everybody was killed because they were trying to attack him and he was the strongest. He had the strongest survive. Nature of our biology. You you have a
0: point there. You know, and then he went
1: there and he actually saved humanity.
0: However, differently, because his, his father
3: did it on purpose.
1: That's why I say in a way,
3: Hmm. Yeah, if I remember, his father killed the crew because they didn't want to complete the mission. Yeah. And he wanted to, right?
1: Yeah, he was like, we're not going
2: back. Oh,
3: he actually said, you know, I'm going to complete the mission. I have the bomb.
0: So he has the intention of killing his father. That, that's some crazy crap there.
1: No, and I mean, he was not wanting to do it at the end of it. He actually wanted to take him out and go with him. But his father kind of helped him out with that. You
0: know? uh, by the way, I have to interrupt you there. Say, uh, Karina says, I'm ready to make an appearance. I'll bring vegan empanadas. <laughs> nice.
1: <laughs> I would love to see yes. that. But, uh, no,
3: you know, no, she said that she's going to be very happy because we're d- eating vegan pizza. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> don't, be don't,
3: don't be jelly. Don't be don't jelly. Don't be jelly. Don't
0: be jelly. Okay. she uh, uh, Karina says, um, let me read it. Uh, my favorite observation is how being in space can affect your mental health and how important it is to be outside, feel the wind on your face, feel the warm sand on your feet when you're walking down the beach. What do you guys think?
1: Very I, true. It's very true. But like if we get to create something like an arc, which mm-hmm. it's in fiction, uh, even in expanse, that space, you can use mm-hmm. that big. Look what happened at the beginning,
0: the f- very first episode, the captain of that ship. He almost killed himself.
1: And, and he was walking on dirt that he had on his room with his bare feet to feel something close to Earth. And I mean, Belters, which are born in space for generations, like, they don't understand what's what's what, what rain smells like, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you take into Earth, they're going to just die in minutes because they're going to be pressurized by the oxygen levels and the 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 The, g-force in the the
0: pressure and and the gravity and and let's be thinking
1: like like i I think that probably if if you think about it the what we don't adapt is like in in a retrospective way going back but once we go to space we could really live on till the end of our lifespan on space without really having health complications if we eliminate everything that becomes a threat like radio space radiation and things like that you could live a long life on it
0: it, it, there's one thing i mean there's multiple things but there's one thing like in space because you are lacking everything including pressure and gravity uh, if we don't figure out a way to create some sort of artificial gravity uh, the biggest problem that i can Mm -hmm. see is bone mass reduction
1: yes Yes, mm-hmm. but I think that we are going to take over the gravity eventually too.
0: If we can come up with some sort of like the, the, the gateway project where we have a ship similar or the same to the one we see on Space Odyssey 2001, mm-hmm. where the living quarters are a rotating platform that creates um, gravity as it travels through space we need and that's the reason why and the guy came in the 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 director or the owner of the uh, uh, project gateway came up and said this is something that needs to be done um because of experiments like what happened to uh Kelly. Mm-hmm. Astronaut Kelly.
1: Yeah, well Mark Kelly his brother stayed mm-hmm. here. They're they're twins if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And Scott Kelly stayed there for 67 days.
0: Yeah. That, well it, I think it was a year. Yeah. It was a, yeah. 365 and
1: and i mean it was not even one day after he arrived he started having some very bad health complications like like he was getting swollen uh he was getting very bad migraines that he could not even see light but i think it's it's a matter of that like if we if we find a way to recreate sunlight and i know that like vitamin d we're probably gonna find a a compound that's gonna create recreate that in our system Mm -hmm. So well, we, we there's, already,
0: there's already vitamins you can take, but you know, that's one of the minor things that would eventually become a big problem if we don't manage it mm-hmm. when it comes to space travel. Um, but there's a, there's a slew of things that we have to kind of, uh, I think the, the, the major thing we have to um, think about, I, I guess for the beginning would be the biggest problem is the gravity
1: issue. Yeah,
0: And once we have gravity, I mean, even now would be a, a, a ritual thing where we can go in and uh, have r- ritual uh, space travel once we can discover that because that, that becomes one one big, huge health factor that could cause the problem for mm-hmm. us
3: uh, humans.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's totally true. Yeah,
3: I, I want to say that I think from, yeah, traveling to space and being out there and figuring it out and how we would live out there to me that's that's an interesting topic because i don't think anybody's been able to do it for such a prolonged time it, it it's hard to survive out there you have to you have to do things that on earth you should still do but it's not required like working out yeah working out your muscles because you lose like but like you said with fixing gravity that you could solve that problem it doesn't really matter but i think that with, with the earth we have such a we're born here it's mother earth you know we're so we're so connected to it in not just in a spiritual sense but just in the way that we've been here our whole lives we came from bacteria and became this you know um and some people would call it god some people call it buddha whatever it is but in a spiritual sense it's hard to disconnect us from from home this is our home you know we're um, linked. I mean, we're, if you think about it, we're linked to the sun. The vitamin C. I mean, uh,
0: vitamin D. Um, w- our bodies are designed. You know, our our, our heart. You know, our, our all internal organs are designed around the pressure.
1: Yeah, no, this whole vessel is is conditioned the gravity to this atmosphere exactly, and and, and this uh the the whole the whole earth. Some itself. of the
0: things you can take with you, but some of the things. Like gravity,
3: for example, you can't.
1: And those empanadas, probably.
3: And those yeah. empanadas, you're. Were- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's coming with me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but but I actually just researched it because I mm. wanted to know because they have to exercise like by obligation every mm. day. Yes. Yes. It's Two hours. Yes. For long yes. extended periods, and still, it's not gonna prevent you for getting stroked yeah. with some bad things when you come back after a long extended mm. time. So. Yeah. But but again, I think that that's not something impossible. We are eventually gonna get to there. I think that we're gonna do that long before we discover how to warp space. Yeah. Because I think that before we learn how to warp space, we're gonna have to learn a way to travel faster without harming ourselves with the g-forces.
0: Well, if if you think about it too, um, warping space, um, you still need to figure out the gravity issue.
1: You know? Well, we need to figure out the contrary, the anti-gravity.
0: Uh, and that's why... While we're
1: creating that force.
0: That's why anti-gravity is so important to discover. Because if we got that technology, we wouldn't need the, the weight of fuel on the ship. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but it, it, my point is, even if we had discovered warp drive first, we still have to solve the problem of gravity.
1: Yeah, I think so. And I mean, I think that the solution to that is the, what do they call it, called? the proton collider?
0: Well, the, that's one of the tools they're using to investigate this. Which
1: scares thing. me, because if something goes wrong there, <laughs> we're going to create a, a black hole in a quarter size, it's going to suck up the whole Earth real quick. It's going to be like, what, a couple of seconds, and it's going to be like...
3: <laughs> not nice. Yeah, but I think that the one the okay like the anti-gravity mechanism or engine machinery whatever the hell it is or I don't know what crystal whatever the hell they figure out how to use it with I think the gravity issue would be fixed well the warping space issue would be
1: fixed with the anti-gravity because you're gonna need gravity to fold space yeah no and I I mean the only anti-gravity like the one that I'm telling you my friend kind of like sketch it up in the air for Mm -hmm. me it's not really anti-gravity. It's just like the solution that they have on, on the expense for gravity. Instead of because they don't have gravity, everybody use metallic suits with magnets. So you just click with your with your heels, and then mm-hmm. you have a magnetic shoes so you can walk yeah. around all the platforms. What he was telling me is like using a suit, and you have like giant bobines that cover a long range of space. But I mean, we're talking about something that is bigger than a baseball. Uh, and, and, that, and that's the work. problem
0: with artificial, artificial gravity because if you think about, um, if you actually, you can go on Google and research this, there's tons of videos out there. The, the smaller the, 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 um, the diameter of the circle that rotates in space, the more problems to the human, like for example, you would have a tendency to topple over head first
1: mm-hmm.
0: if it's really small. Versus something big, because you
1: cannot switch. Well, when you walk like forward, forward
0: the pressure itself, the 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 uh, the, the inertia that well, actually the, the 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 gravity that is caused will actually top, topple you over um, first. But if you have something big that has a bigger diameter, as as the bigger it gets, the less um, that becomes a problem.
1: So girth matters. <laughs> girth <Good> matters. <laughs> but 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 I think I mean, I'm still like wondering like that's gonna be very very tough to get through. Yeah. Because you're yeah. talking to an organic matter here to actually counter the effects mm-hmm. of gravity. Yeah. But I mean, this being an episode, I think that this is a good pick because we wanted to do an episode on it. And we we'll probably just like we do. What, we just get sidetracked <laughs> with we we something sidetracked. else. <laughs>
0: well, that's the whole idea. If you if yes. you guys are, are are a fan of our show, you know this is what we do. We 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 talk about the topics within the movie, not necessarily the movie itself. So if you're one of those, we thank you for um for for coming out, watching us, listening to us, and uh and, and we really appreciate you. And thank
1: um, you for coming and thank you for the thank pay. you guys for Th- having me
0: thank you for thank you for the music um whenever you guys need a
1: song <laughs> um, where, where can our followers actually get your your material you and get music?
3: find me at well on IG because I don't use Facebook well I have it but I don't use it but you go on IG type in at the Atlas music underscore and you guys can follow me there and check out some music some stuff I got coming up so you only use IG i only use ig i have facebook it's it's there but i don't right. i don't check it uh, we just
1: want to make sure whatever platform they are but uh, we know you fancy
3: yeah man. i mean you guys could follow me on spotify and itunes and all that stuff but the link's on my ig so spotify. awesome awesome i'm gonna
1: actually share this his spotify
3: yeah we, and, and it's going to be on the on the show notes uh,
0: the instagram um so we'll put everything in the show notes so you can reach out but uh, you, you know we thank you and uh if you liked uh, this show Uh, please share it and um reach out to us in uh, discord and then let's continue this conversation there we don't sleep and uh, (laughs) for all of you uh this is the music and thank you for coming to science fiction remnant
1: have a good one Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) I like when
3: the conversation goes. It's so cool, though, because the movie has so many topics in it. It's like you could just... We did the same.
0: Well, this is the end of our show for now. Please let us know if you like this episode.
1: And if you have any idea about which topics you would like us to discuss in our next episodes, please reach out.
0: Remember, you can follow us on Twitter at SciFiRemnant. And if you like this podcast, share it.
1: And don't forget to rate us in your favorite podcast platform. This will help us grow. Thank you.
0: See you next time. This is Science Fiction Remnant, signing off. Next on Science Fiction Remnant, this is season one, episode 49, movie, what happened to
2: Monday? I guess I just thought about the, the particular issue at hand, which is overpopulation population and feeding the population, not the, we're going to deal with this later kind of thing. So... <laughs> That's it really gets interesting.
0: Monday disappeared. So now the other sisters are trying to find out what happened to Monday. And hence
4: yeah. the another one.
1: What a bad idea. Yeah, Stay don't fast. do that. Don't <gasps> we'll do that.